January 13, 2022. So what for Pedro's show? Do you feel that um, you want them to understand other things too, and that you have some kind of responsibility? Sure, I, I try to feel this, and uh, this is one of the things I'm concerned about now. I just don't know how to go about this. I, 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 I don't want to. I want to find out just how I should do it, you know. And uh, I think that it's going to have to be. Uh, very subtle. I mean, it's, it has to, you can't you can't ram philosophers down anybody's throat. And uh, the music is enough, <laughs> you know, and that's philosophy. But uh, I think the best thing I can do at this time is to try to uh, get myself in shape, you know, and uh, know myself. If I can do that, then. Uh, I'll just play, you see, and leave it at that. Then I, I, I believe that will do it, you know, if I really can get to myself and and, and really and then be just as I feel, and I should be, and play it, you see, and I think they'll get it. Because music goes a long way and it really is, uh, it, 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 it can influence. Pedro Show. Happy Thursday. Start off John Coltrane. Talking to Frank Cossie November 66 about wanting to find out just how he should do it. That's a noble endeavor. And then we had In the Womb with eight. And because of those Estonian software engineers, their Skype invention I got with me. Dylan Fujioka. Welcome aboard, Dylan. What's up? Yep. Thanks for having me. And we got to give credit, right? Brother Stevie Bono. Oh, of course. Yeah. Shout out Stevie Bono. Absolute. It's all about people, people. Now, uh, of course. Brother Dylan, I'm really curious about your journey through music, so please bring your earliest musical recollection. 
earliest musical re- recollection is man, I was really into the the cops theme song. That shit got me going. The TV show. The TV show. Yep, I love that theme song. And I remember oh, just the like Bad Boys. Bad Boys, baby. <laughs> okay. I, was just I can't remember the shit. drum. The drum, but it was kind of a rap, right? <laughs> it was kind of a rap. I think it had some. Uh, it was kind of like like a reggae song. Oh, that's right. And, that's uh, right. It's got a reggae back, but it was still yeah. kind of rap. Yeah. Bad boy, yeah, bad yeah. boy, what you gonna do? Yeah, what shit? you gonna yeah, do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. so, so, maybe reggae was a big influence. Who did I get to play with? Uh, there was a festival here in Pedro a couple summers ago. It was uh-huh. uh, uh, Sly Dunbar, because he just lost okay. his bassman, Robbie, right? We lost Brother Robbie Shakespeare, great bassman. And he had his own band. And, uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, so, in the pad you grew up, was there musical instruments? Dude, to tell you the truth, there wasn't musical instruments, but my dad loved music, and, you know, there's kind of always music playing and tapes and old records and stuff. So, you know, he was into Beatles and Sabbath and the Seeds and, like, good shit. So he would always kind of, so like... some Bill Ward. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. No, Bill Ward fucking, but especially those first couple records. I mean, especially the second, oh, dude, he's third, the best. fourth one. Yeah, I mean, they're they're, mm-hmm. they're they're rocking and they're and they're swinging, right? Kind of jazzy, but kind of rock out. Yeah, kind of jazzy. Yeah. I love it. It's like super it. tasteful and interesting parts. And so your pop's music collection kind of informs <laughs> your uh, beginnings. So, uh, tell me the first record you bought with your own money, please. Oh man, dude, it was probably something like. Weird Al Yankovic or like <laughs> <laughs> something fucking stupid. Doctor Demento World. All right. Oh, I love I love Weird Al. Man. The one time I fr- first time I heard him, I don't think there was a drummer. I think he was on accordion doing a joke song about another <laughs> oh, yeah. one rides the bus. Rides the bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> I was super into Weird Al. Sunday kid. Sunday was Doctor Demento's day. I remember for like three hours mm-hmm. of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Fart jokes and yeah, it was happening. Um, yeah, I was, I was super into his movie, uh, UHF, as a kid, too, so I was like... I didn't know he made a movie. Oh, dude, you gotta check that out. Is he wearing Hawaiian shirts? <laughs> of course oh, he's wearing see. Hawaiian shirts, dude. What about the first gig you went and saw? Was it Weird Al? Dude, it wasn't Weird Al. It was, I remember my dad was, like, telling me that this uh, the Dalmar racetrack had free shows, so he would so he took me down one time and Sonic Youth played, and this was before I even knew who Sonic Youth was or, or anything, I was a little kid, so... Super cool story just to say, like, oh, my first show was Sonic Youth. But in reality, I didn't even know who they were. Right, right. And you're <laughs> talking Del Mar, the racetrack, people. It is yeah. down by San Diego, so it was kind it of a hike, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a drive, but we took a trip out there. My dad's real cool. He, he would always expose me to cool shit, and he always wanted me to play. But you know he what? Was like a, he probably a knew. Player, he, so. must have known. he must have known about <laughs> he, Sonic Youth, right? He knew the name. He knew they were, like, a cool band. You know, he, I don't think he knew, like... What well, was really up, but he knew the name for sure. And what'd you say about bass? Oh, he he was like he was like a failed bass player. So he, he okay, okay, you're what do you <laughs> yeah. mean by failed. What does that mean? I mean, he he just like you know would like fuck around with it, but never really like went where he wanted to go. Like I found his old amp. He had like an old bass man one time. Wow. Yeah, yeah. What about so, a like, bass? Did you find a bass? Did not find a bass. Like okay. I play bass now, but did not find a bass back then. But you know, great instrument. Love the bass. 
Tell me about school. Were you in the choir, the marching band, or shit like that? Dude, I wasn't. I was the worst student. Okay. I was like <laughs> always trying to find a way to get out of there. Sure, sure, sure. No, no extracurricular activities or anything like that. Just well, like, let's talk extracurricular. After school, not graduating, but in the afternoon, <laughs> did you do the garage band, the basement band, no, the yeah. bedroom band? Yeah, garage band. Always trying tell, to tell me about you your know. first attempts. What, what was the first time you did shit like, with your buddies, right? Oh, for sure, my buddies. My my dad bought me a kit like two thousand. I think year two thousand, maybe two thousand one. Okay, how did that happen? Did you ask for it, or did he said, "Man, you're going to be a drummer, man." Dude, I asked for it, and he was just, he was happy. He, he was so happy he asked for it. And what made you turn to it, drums man. and not bass or harp or whatever? Yeah, I don't know. Like, those early years, kind of getting into punk music, like, just, it just looked so fun. It was like, I just was like, you know, infatuated with just the drums. It's just like, that was the thing. I just knew, just seeing it. So I'd make, like, a drum set in my room out of, like, pillows and, Ah, this is before the kid. Ah, so he had an yeah, idea. Yeah, so way before the Okay, kid. he had an Dude, idea. So I was, okay. Yeah, I was playing like pillow drum set for like a year or two before it, it happened. So I had like the mechanics actually cut it down. So when I got the kid, I was like, oh, I could actually, it's kind of just the same thing. <laughs> and did he bring with it, like, if I get you this, you got to take lessons? Yes, for sure. He really wanted me to read music and be, you know, because he knew I was so bad at school. He was like, oh, maybe this would be like the sure, sure, intellectual sure. kind of thing he could. Yeah. So, what was the experience of? Uh, was the teacher a good one? He was. He was pretty good. His claim to fame was like he was like the Laker band uh, drum instructor or something. I don't know. We found him on like some Craigslist ad or some like newspaper thing. But he would come down and we he would give us me and my sister uh, would take like a two hour lesson every week. Your sister's did playing like, drums too. My sister, my sister was playing drums back then. Yeah, she doesn't play anymore, sadly. But no, but did you she guys? Could, she could play. Was there one kit, or did you each have a kit? It was just one kit. Okay. And then we would kind of like take turns. Right? Switch out. Yeah, yeah. Take turns, and then the other person would kind of like read along or play along on a floor tom or something. Why? But you it was think cool. She, that why that you guy think was she cool. Stopped. What's up? Why you think she stopped? <sighs> I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rimbo, Arthur Rimbo only wrote a red. Shit. He only wrote poems for two years. Some people are like that. It's only a little thing, right? Some people they gotta oh, yeah, they'll yeah. die on stage, right? Other people it's just yeah. a little brief thing in their life. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. So I'm I mean, he was just my dad was just like, you know, come on, take some lessons. He's here anyway. Just try to take. Yeah, see sure. if you like it, you know. Absolutely, and and actually, <laughs> yeah. your sister was pretty bitching to go along with it, you know. Oh yeah, 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 and we're only two years apart too, so we're 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 getting down in there. We, she she got pretty um good. Wow, and then she gave up. Well, some people. I mean, Ali, right at Rashid's son on bass, he just stopped. And that guy was motherfucker. He could play like crazy. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's okay because you know we all got our own lives to live. Uh, <laughs> exactly. She still okay. got it in her heart though. Right, right, right. So with your buddies, you make these bands. Now, what are you doing? Are you copying songs off records, or are you guys writing your own stuff? Yeah, we're playing like Ramon songs and like Tommy. Attic songs. Marky. Like Tommy, baby. I love Tommy. No rolls, no fills, right? No fills. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it just exactly what it is. <laughs> and he has great, great hi hat work. And, oh, you know, yeah, he was, yeah. He yeah. was awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Marky, actually, I like him best when he was with the Voidoids, right? That blank generation record. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah he got to kind of, you know, flex his muscles on that one. Yeah. Ramon's stuff, he's always just kind of like, I got to just. 
you know, do what it needs, you know. Well, I heard I'm before sure he Richard to... Hell, he was in a, like a hard rock power trio called Dust. Oh, Dust, yeah. Dust is awesome. Yeah. He kills it in Dust. Yeah, yeah. So, like, as time went on, he had to get littler and littler with the fucking technique. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. That's where, where life leads. Did you guys do any, did this band have a name or? Dude, we were called uh, Guns to Our Heads. <laughs> amazing, huh? Yeah. Very positive. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're, we're great. Did you, you know, guys do any gigs? 13 year olds. Yeah, we'd gig around here. We'd do do, like do you remember the, the band, first like... Guns to Our Head gig? Yeah, the first, it was probably like, I do remember, it was like our friend's birthday party. It was like a backyard, yeah. classic backyard show. Kegger. We, we did like, people. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just all the like the little skate kids sure. know, hanging out. Was it a success? Oh, it was great. Were you scared? No? Yes? Dude, for sure I was scared. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> Those first shows are like okay. Yeah. They're still like that for what? I got to play tomorrow. Crummy. There's no songs, right? <laughs> it's improvised. Oh, Christ. Um, oh, yeah. See, that's a different world, though. Yeah, but it's all scary. <laughs> Especially yep, without Dean sure. Boone, man. It's for what? It's really scary. Look, you gave me this uh, great title, right? This Journey, because that's what we're fucking talking about. Let's play it. Yep.
If I were to ask you to bake me a cake with better action, how long would you take? Stay in this minute or force me to wait till tomorrow.
Watch for Pedro Show that chunk of music. It started off with Dylan Fujiokas doing this journey, which is very appropriate for his appearance here at Watch for Pedro Show. Then we had Tom Hall, failed attempts at silence. In circles after that with classic upswing. Then Tom Moody and the all-new greatest hits band with Tamara. Crushed by Pimps after that. Pimps run free. Who's lamer? Jam bands or indie rock cool kids from Senor Salty Balls? Bombas Prendon, Ma and BP perking up. Mythless with Dreadless. Niagara with Hordal. It's Portuguese up under fuck it up too bad. New Woman. This is earlier in their career. You're effective. You're effective. Helvetia from their new album. Caroline Stays. The AI Snatch. That's cryptic. SLW and BB Jr. out of Iowa with Hold Your Tongue. Doing some Sam Lock Ward Purple Pie Plow songs today. Uh, I think he's got the guy from uh, Bronco. Camaro, Bitch and Camaro, that band, right? Milkman, mm -hmm. Dead Milkman, yeah. Milkman, yeah, Dead Milkman. This, this, this drummer man made him some rhythm tracks, so it's kind of tribute to T-Rex in a weird way. Like Purple mm -hmm. Pie Pete, right? But he's called Purple Pie Plow. Then Noisuka with Felt Chump boot, Bootlickers <laughs> out of Culver City. And then finally, Best Coast with All Alone. Some, uh, you being a side man, huh? Well, we'll get to yeah. that. We'll get to that. So, uh, you go through school, doing the after school jam bands, right? The, the prac bands and the things and doing gigs. And uh, what happens after school? Do you want to take music to higher education? Dude, so I, I went to like a recording arts program and quickly realized this is not for me. Like I love engineering and, and recording and stuff, but I was just like, Having to do it and going to school for it, I was just like, fuck this. So yeah. I just kind of dropped out sure. <laughs> halfway through and was just really confused and not sure what to do for a couple of years. And luckily, just like, just kept playing around LA and got picked up by um, this band, Chelsea Wolf, or the singer Chelsea Wolf. And I, I just went on tour for like five years, kind of learned everything. Right. And, and like we were talking about with uh, the Best Coast, that it was kind of a side band. You didn't know this band before. No, one of my bands opened for Upsilon and Acrux actually opened for her, and she was kind of like right before she kind of blew up, and then she asked me to play with her because she was moving down here from Sacramento, and uh, yeah, we toured the world for like five years. But before that, you did this Chelsea Wolf, right? Yeah, yeah, this is Chelsea Wolf. Yeah, yeah. Oh, same thing? Am I confusing yeah, yeah. things? So the so I was kind of this was kind of my first like big group to actually like, you know, go and do shows around the world and actually like do it, real tours. And it came from sharing a bill. Open it up. <clears> it came from sharing a bill, yeah. Yeah. So I was in I was in two of the opening. No, bands. I think this is important, Dylan, because some people think that some gigs are throwaway gigs. I don't mm. think you sh you never know when your last gig is going to be for one thing. And the other thing, some dude might be watching that and thinking, you know what? That cat could have a place in my band maybe. But if yeah. you're doing it like throwaway, you just blew the audition without knowing it. <laughs> That's the truth right okay. there. Yeah, yeah. I just think I really like that. Yeah, you really don't know when your last gig is. Right, right. Especially, especially at these times. So it's like, 
Well, I learned that with Dee Boone, too. You just mm -hmm. never know. Do you want your last one to be you went out halfway? Is a throwaway. I heard this word, throwaway, and it was like, what? Fucking hate it. But but anyway, anyway, it was just you're wise beyond your years in a way, Dylan, by doing that. <laughs> Actually, you were in two of the opening bands. I was in two of the two, two of the openers. <laughs> so the one was like a softer, softer like chamber band, and then and then Upsilon played and just like heavy, you know, just sure. like going a hundred percent. Yeah, but then so you showed like, uh, the the breadth of your vocabulary. Yeah, exactly. So the bass player and and, and Chelsea were both like. I like we like this guy. I kind of do it all, so Whoa. it worked out. Okay, now learning other people's song like that, you had to do it quick, right? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like join the band and then hey, we're going on tour now. It was kind of like like our first show was at the Smell, so it was like ah. they were still like a, a smaller band, and then I was just lucky enough to be Jim. in it at the time where it kind of like I love Jim, but I and... wish he'd hang some art on those walls because the sound it sounds like a bowling alley in there. <laughs> Yeah, I but I love him, man. He's a beautiful man, beautiful cat. Oh, Jim is the best. He's yeah, the best yeah. for sure. And especially if you're playing heavy, oh my god! <laughs> I know. <laughs> bad sound, bad sound. That, yeah. You're like but, in a cave. Right, right, right. Okay, so you get you you got some preparation with these cats, and and what they like uh, they practice with you and like went through. What'd you do? Like take notes? Yeah, I kind of just listen to the record, and then our li the live set was kind of different from the the recorded version because a lot of her older stuff is kind of just her so i kind of was like able to mimic drum parts and also come up with with my own and then at the same time we we're kind of like making new songs as well and they kind of gave me free reign on working those those parts out yeah because so she's, like, she's got a main music guy she works with right yeah there's a uh this guy ben so he kind of like is her producer and ben's the best and we were just kind of like work through stuff together and we had a space in in downtown and you know what the, the great thing great. is man you got picked because of your ability not because of some name game or hype yeah right? that's the best yeah. and at that time too it was like you know i was like 22 21 so i was like that's i didn't even started minute man <laughs> that's awesome yeah, yeah this month so you kind of don't even know this, what, this what month is 42 years ago right because i was 22 yeah. 42 years mm-hmm Ain't that a trip? Parallel universe. Yep. <laughs> but when you were 21, like, did you know, like, oh, I'm badass. I'm a badass bass player. No, I just, just... I just was lucky to be D Boone's bass player. <laughs> <laughs> you know what sure. I mean? We, yep. we just love this scene where you could write your own songs. If you For want to sure, know the yeah. truth, that was the big mind blow because up to that point, we didn't know people wrote their own songs unless they were playing the forum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just had no idea. We didn't know about clubs. Mm. Yeah, it was fucked up. Fuck the seventies. I mean, there's some good <laughs> things. There's good things about every time, but just where we were, this idea of not writing your own songs was just so stupid. Mm. I mean, sometimes, but never. <laughs> yeah, but never. Yeah. Well, it's like, what's the point? And well. The best guy in Pedro was the guy who could play Black Dog the best. You know, that was it. We never thought of music mm. as expression. It was some kind of like sports thing, you know, or, or building models. Like, kind of looks like <laughs> the real thing, but ain't. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, while you're doing this with these cats, did you keep your other other bands with your buddies going? Yeah, I kind of kept the that stuff going. And I was getting into like... Uh 
kind of like improv and jazz stuff and <clears throat> just kind of always wanted to do, you know, like a wide spectrum of stuff. So, you know, and I feel like at that time, drummers were uh, hard to find. So I was getting like good offers and playing with people I really respected. And it was cool. It was, was, a, it was, was a great a time. contrast, right? All of a sudden playing oh, with huge your, guys you grew up with. And now all of a sudden you're in demand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was it was weird. It was uh it was different for sure. And it was just from playing. It wasn't like connects or management or good bio. Yeah, never <laughs> never had men never had management or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All no, I, I, I like that story though. Put it out there because I think some people get cynical and they think there's no way in unless you got some kind of phony ass, you know, jive thing and it's just a beautiful yeah. thing. I mean, that works, you know? Like, I, I meet people that are, like, expert, uh, what is that called? Uh, you know, they kind of, like, uh, just go and uh, network and, you know, try to see what's going on in the business or whatever. Like, that that definitely works. It's just, like, my social skills were not good at, at in, the early tw- in, in my early 20s, you know? Just kind of, like, <laughs> floating around. And- yeah, to be the stick man with the beat in your hand. <laughs> yeah, be the stick man. You know, I mean, those other cats. Maybe they get the foot in that hatch. But can they walk the walk? You know what I mean? Because spiel yep. only get you so far if you ain't got skills. Pay the bill for sure. Right. For sure. Look, Dylan, we're at the first end of the first hour, January 13, twenty twenty two edition. Wap Pito Show special guest, Dylan Fujioka. Hold tight for hour two. January 13, twenty twenty two. It's the second hour of Wap Pedro Show. Yes, yeah. perfect. Keep going, keep going. Annyeong haseyo, pegupo, pegupo. Pangu mogole. Gochu. Oh, gochu mogole. Gochu mogole, gochu mogole, mogole. Kam samhamida. Kam samhamida. mogole. Let her say the fucking word. I'm sorry, sorry. Kam samhamida. Kam samhamida. You get this shit. She's so great. It's like you speak. Okay, let's go. It's like you speak Oriental for a second language. Where's the music? Where's the music? Fuck it, 
Watt from Pedro Show. Started the second hour off with Hello Song from Mangchi. And then Rapoon after that from their new record, Sanctum, is the tune. Kato Hideki with Hope and Despair. <laughs> That's positive. It's a buddy's bitching record. It's trippy. It's a document for this time and situation, people. And then finally, Mangchi again, By Your Side. Some interesting rap at the end of that first tune. I think it's the engineer asking you to try a country tune. <laughs> oh, that was that was from our live record. So I think it's just like it's a sound man. Our, our, our front man just we had two front men actually. So it was like they kind of like banter throughout throughout the whole thing. Like the kind of like a comedy. Yeah, the Mekons had two singers. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, a long time ago and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, well, Beastie Boys had three. <laughs> so, but exactly. uh, hip us to Mangchi. So Mangchi is... Uh, actually, we have a Beastie Boys connection because Money Mark from, from Money Beastie Mark Boys. Nishida, Gardena. Love the man. Yeah. Almost Nishida, baby. Yeah, he's in... He's kind of like our main songwriter and he he's our guitar player and... Oh, he's in the band. Wow. Yeah, he's Christ, in the band. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, it's kind of like his secret project i guess you know i had fredo on right <laughs> oh awesome fredo yeah. Ortiz, played... right and he's gardena yeah. too and, and but but years apart actually i think money mark grew up with uh, mario would end up doing sound for the beasties and they, in, in those days yeah, yeah yeah they had a they had a ska band money mark started with ska i had no idea well, that's why you're on the I show. Gotta ask him about that. Sometimes you gotta get enlightened. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I didn't know he's so. When did Mangchi come together? Mangchi came together maybe like 2014, and Eight it was years. just a collab between yeah Money Mark and and uh, a famous artist David Cho, and they had oh, a podcast. Oh, that's right. He started working that with that cat. I re- I remember this is when he was living in Frogtown, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we did actually. We it. did some recording with uh, Raymond Pettibone. He called it P Bone. Money Mark <laughs> recorded it. Yeah, and one day oh, that's cool. this will see the light of the day. Yeah, Raymond rapping with Money Mark is bitching. And wow. uh, tell me about the first Mangchi gig. The first Mangchi gig was at this little studio. Oh, not really studio. I guess a little warehouse in downtown LA. It could hold like maybe one fifty or maybe a hundred people. <laughs> Yeah. And so many people came. We played four shows back to back so everyone could just Whoa. come in, see the show, leave. Next group comes in. <laughs> just so everyone could see it, you know. Right, so right, right, right. And it, it was, was the it same was amazing, tunes. Though. It was the same tunes all four times. <clears throat> yeah, same set four times. <laughs> we only had one set at that time. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Like... Yeah, yeah. But that <laughs> yeah. was beautiful so everybody could get a gig, yeah. Yeah, it's great. There, there's uh, footage of, of, of it on YouTube. And you Dude, say, it was a great show. And you say Money Mark is the main songwriter. Yeah, especially for those first. Well, let me ask you, being album. a drummer, man, do you get into songwriting? Because oh, some yeah. people think drummers can't write songs. You know, Chico Hamilton couldn't get songwriting credit in the 60s. Yeah, yeah that's messed up. That's bullshit. Like, I'm, I'm all about songwriting and like composing now. It's like some of the tracks I say you actually are like. Uh, um, compositions written for like tv or docuseries stuff like that so i'm trying to get into that stuff now you know there's a great uh soundtrack man cliff martinez drummer man right oh yeah to his website oh my god now do you compose on drums 
sometimes I do if it's like, you know, if I hear a a rhythm or something in my head first. But a lot of it is like starts on guitar or piano. Um, so you learn kind of depends other, what the you learn these other instruments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's actually kind of at the same time, or well, maybe a little after I got the kit. I was like, just you know, in lo- so in love with music. I was like, I wanted to write melodies. You know, that's one thing you can't get out of out of the kit. Well, so, I remember seeing just... Mavusha Orchestra, and Billy Cobham had one of those mm-hmm. octa drum. It was like oh, yeah, eight yeah, drums. Yeah. They all had a note. Yep, and they had long old fucking shells, so you know it would last a little longer, right? Because yeah. drum, drum I mean, notes. yeah, you could totally get melody. I mean, fucking Bazio, he gets melody out of it, right? But but it's like you know, I got and, to meet you know, him once. At, at, this dude was a big gig at a soccer place in uh, El, uh, Sao Paulo, huh? And he, oh, he's, shit. he's playing with Fantomas. He's taking uh, who's the uh, Slayer man? Dave Lombardo's place. Oh, Lombardo. He comes yeah. right off the stage and just starts rapping to me for half an hour. You know, played his brains <laughs> out. He's a beautiful man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Terry that Dawson. guy is a beast, man. Wow. Terry, he was doing this tour. Just drum, right? Two hours set. Yep. You had to sign a thing when you went in that you would not leave. <laughs> but it was oh, him no and way. a 68 drum kit. Him and a helper man in a trailer. Driving around Europe. Yeah. Terry Basio, incredible guy. You got to sign a, way, uh, a contract that you won't leave halfway through. Well, kind of as a gig goer, an agreement like, okay, I'm going to come, but I ain't going to bail on you. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Look, you gave me some uh, other uh, prod stuff, meat bodies I want to play. Oh, yeah.
Thank you.
Lot for Pedro Show. Start off that chunk of music with Eye Eraser for Meat Bodies. L1011 after that brand new Meta. Meta? I know, one's got two T's, one. They're fake look names, right? Variations on that jive shit. Okay. This is Mountain Offensive. Brother Phil up in Big Bear. uh, Mammoth, Mammoth. Why, oh, why? Oh, my. My, oh, my. I get this is satire, right? Uh, GNR instrumental gospel version. Yeah, we get it right. Irony, ironic irony. Uh, Miriam <laughs> Gendron, after that, from uh, Montreal with Par un Dimache uh, So, which is terrible French. Uh, pardon, my hard on. Ration after great. that, the lucky among us. I don't mean it. It's lame. And then finally, Dylan Fujioka with Black Rainbows. Uh, Hippus to meat bodies. So meat body is my current, like I guess current jam. We're on uh, we're putting out records through in the red. Ah, and... great label, Dirt Bombs. Yeah, and dirt also bombs. Kid Congo and the Pink Monkey Birds. But what? yeah, we're just uh, oh, they're putting out the new Linda Linda's record as well. Ah! Um, Martin Wang. Great cat. Yep. Yep. He's yep. got his girl, right? Sent me a yep. for, for New Year's, sent me, uh, or holidays, some a big postcard with her rocking the bass and stuff. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. You know, uh, did a bunch <clears> of gigs, <throat> right, to help the grade school, the Castellan or something, something there, by Chinatown. And uh, because without the gigs, no music program in the school. He's beautiful that way. Giant Robot, right, in the 90s, he had that zine. Yeah, Giant Robot. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I mean, they still got the they still got the store in um, Saltel too. Really? Okay, the storefront, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and and so is the album done? Is it ready to come out? Yeah, we did a full album, and that one's ready to go. And then we did a. It's funny. We did an EP after that, and then that one got released before the album. So that that one's actually fairly new. It's it's came out um, well, like three or four months ago. Yeah, probably because situation things got all like jungled up and stuff. Tell me how the band yeah. got together, Dylan. So they were they were playing for like I don't know, almost ten years, I'd say. Who's before they? I joined, I, I don't understand. Oh, you mean they already were a band? Okay. Yeah, they were already a band, and they had already gone through like two, three drummers. And I've known Chad, the front man, since you know, like high school. So this shit, and then he would he would always ask me to to play with them and shit. But I was just always so busy doing other shit and just aligned and we got together and started playing gigs and recorded these two well the ep and the album and he's just like a a close friend so it was awesome to uh you know be in a band with a with a true homie like that right and And where'd you record uh we recorded uh at gold diggers gold digger sound yeah and this other studio in um in uh, East LA, I forget what it's called. Um, I can't help you because I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's Never okay. That's okay. Uh, in the band, now, now you would pl- You said you replaced three other drummers, right? But when they brought yeah. you in, you had to learn their tunes. But were you involved, especially with that new EP, right? Were you involved with the new compositions? Yeah, and, that, and that's the cool part. He was like, we would work on them together, just us two. Um, guitar vocals and drums 
And then we kind of like arrange them together. And wait, there's no bass. No, there's bass. There's bass. Oh, okay. But just songwriting, like getting the structure. I was worried down there. I was, I was thinking that poor lonely kick drum. <laughs> no, there's bass, dude. Okay, there's definitely okay. bass. Okay. My friend Noah uh, plays bass, and okay. he rips. Okay. But uh, and you know how you were talking about earlier how no one really gives drummer writing credits right. or you know they don't think about the drum part being an essential part of the song or right. whatever bullshit but... it's rhythm music yeah biggest mistake i'm on your minute team made, man biggest mistake minute men made was not having george furley up for you know last 20 years i've always had my drummers downstage mm-hmm. why be in denial it's rhythm music look yep dylan we're at the end of the second hour january 13 2022 this what peter's so special guest dylan fujioka hold tight for our three January 13, 2022, it's the third hour. What from Pedro Show?
Watch for Pedro Show. Start off the third hour. Meat Bodies doing cancer. Then we had Treacherous Jaywalkers. This is uh, Josh Hayden's band in the 80s. And uh, gave me this practice cassette tape. 1194. No, 84. 1984. Prack at Quinn's house in Pacific Palisades. The Wedding is the tune. Then we had Rubber O Cement from uh, one of their albums. Can't remember, you know, the titles, like, like for the example, this tune. Cardiphone sucks out the aorta and pushes in glimes and kicking phosphine derivatives. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> and it's instrumental. That's the song name? Yeah, and it's instrumental. Yeah, so I can't even remember the album name. <laughs> so fucking. And then, and then what you were talking about early in the show. Upsilon Acrux. Well, remnants of the oh, yes. ha- habitable epoch. You guys have got some titles going, too. Oh, yeah. Maybe if you don't have you so don't much no lyrics, lyrics in your songs. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. you <laughs> got to do it with the title, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But tell us about this band, because this band goes way back with you, right? Yeah. I mean, I joined in 2010, I believe, but they were a band 20 years before that. Yeah, right. <laughs> so you're probably the youngest dude in the band, right? Yeah, when me and my friend Noah and uh, our friend oh, Patrick... Oh, the bass man Noah was in it, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's my OG homie. He's like, I've been playing with him forever. And so he's in like, Beat Bodies also. <clears throat> yeah, but he plays guitar in, in Upsilon. Okay, okay. Yeah, Double multi-time. duty. But, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so did you guys both join at the same time? Because those cats, yeah, like you said, you played 20 time. years before you, right? Yep. And we had a, we were playing together kind of like this shitty uh, instrumental group. And Paul had seen us play and was, you know, I guess also potential or something. And we went to go have a drink and he asked us if we're down. And we said yes. And we, the first rehearsals were terrifying because it was like music that was so far advanced. A lot of parts. A lot of parts. <laughs> and, uh, it really pushed us, and it was it was awesome. It, a little it, different it, than Best Coast, but music is yeah. music. It's all right. It's all right, right? Yeah, exactly. Right, right? It's like ca- yeah. chow, right? There's all kinds of chow. And, and then you, what you could do chow with spice and all that stuff. And, exactly. Uh, really, and you know, the beautiful thing, too, is like when me and D. Boone were 21, 22, like you were talking about that time, you wouldn't have had mm-hmm. shit like that, guys, 20 years. To, no, there was a big uptight thing about, uh, you know, wrong generation or whatever. You're old. You're young. Mm. That shit's gone away. I, I love it. Yeah. I think that was the whole point that that Paul wanted to get some young guns and, like, new energy in there, you know? I, I totally, totally get it. And, and look, you gave me another Upsilon A Crux tune, uh, Pitch Mountain Map, Maps. Let's listen. <laughs>
Watch for Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. Started off that chunk, Upsilon Acrux, with Pitch Mountain Maps. Then we had something uh, brand new I got from uh, back east. Uh, Plus Dog Plus with Unexpected Peace, number one. And then finally, a big piece. Dylan Fujioka and Patrick Shiryoshi. So, uh, Lucky Boys. You got you got to hit me to this. I mean, what was this? This was just, dude. I've been playing with Patrick forever. He's a sax player, and yeah, he's like my go-to guy. We we do a lot of duo stuff, just sax and drums. Like we really like that combo and ruins. How raw? Are yeah, you hip to ruins. Ruins, baby. Okay, okay. Yeah, hell yeah. Sax and ruins is the best. But we have kind of like less structure and just it's kind of just all improv and like this piece here, right? Whoa. Yeah, lucky, lucky boys. Yeah, <laughs> right. We right? just turn on the, we just click record and go. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, we really yeah. talk about it before, or, and we just kind of do it. And and then there's labels that want to put it out. We're we're lucky. So you said meat bodies is your current thing, but jamming with Patrick is current. Oh too, yeah, right. Yeah, I okay. think we're gonna we're gonna record this Sunday too. So we're gonna we're just kind of always doing stuff. And and like you said, it's not really composed; it's improvised. Well, that's composed in the moment. Yeah, it's composed in the moment. But you know, there, there's nothing like improvised music. There's nothing that could get you feeling like that or take you to another place like that. So, it's it's the best. Yeah. Are you up to a guy, Tokyo in the seventies, Carol Abe on sax? Oh, Carol Abe, yeah, yeah, he's the best too, man. Wow, Pat. Yeah, Pat's all about him. Really sad what happened, you know, later on with him. But uh, he said he ended up like on harmonicas. I guess it was easier to carry around. But his mm. man, some of those recordings, he pl- blows sax. You could tell the John Coltrane influence, but he still had his own trip. It was beautiful. And then yeah, man, he was married to this lady. I just read some uh, science fiction from her. They just the first time they translated this is Izumi Suzuki, and it's. It's called Terminal Boredom. It's kind of tragic in some ways. That's, that's the name of the novel. It's the name of her book. She 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 wrote science oh. fiction in the in the late seventies and uh, early eighties. And uh, yeah, interesting. Also, his cousin was the guy who sang that uh, stupid title, right? Sukiyaki. But it's really I look at the stars so the tears don't fall down my face or something like that. For some reason, that was his cousin. That was his cut, and he was killed in a plane crash, right? Like a yeah. jumbo jet, seven forty-seven. Yeah. Right? But yeah, I was saying music is music, right? But can you, you know, da 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 da, da and then this <laughs> yeah. guy, wow! But you know, there is That's a place crazy. for everything, right? Music mm-hmm. is music; it's a universal language. I love it. And uh, where can people find you on the internet, Dylan? Uh, it's Dylan Fujioka uh, on Bandcamp. Um, Let me spell it for people. D y l a n f u g j i o k a. People. Yep, and I'm on Instagram too and YouTube. And all, all right, but shit. you don't have your own personal website. <clears throat> no website. I did, but I was like, I don't know. One day you want to get it back because it's like having your own fanzine. Like nobody's in between <clears throat> you and the gig goers, listeners. Just, That's just a true. thought. I'm just putting it in there. That's true. I'm just putting it in there. I've had the hoop yeah. page since I think '96. Something like that. Wow. But I'm just putting it out there. You know, put staple up your flyers on those corporate telephone poles. But 
one day you want your fanzine <laughs> back. And and, yeah. and, and uh, uh, currently, okay, you're doing Meat Bodies. You're doing this jam this Sunday with Patrick. What yeah. else you got going on? Uh, still playing with Best Coast. We just had to cancel our national tour. Postpone. Actually, postpone. Postpone, yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, well, that's got to be optimistic about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, at this point, it's like this tour has been canceled and rescheduled and canceled and rescheduled so many times. It's like, yeah. <laughs> when yeah. is it going to happen? What was we, Trouble we really had that song, happen. remember? You get back up, you get knocked down, you get back up. What was that? Tub something or some shit. I got to play with them. Uh, they were on tour and they came here. Yeah, Leeds band, uh, kind of big uh, disciples of Crass. I was going to say, guys, they came from yeah, Crass. the Wumbas. Yeah, in oh. fact, Viv Libertine and her son played guitar. They opened up a little duet. It was beautiful. Mm. So, uh, and what about this project with uh, with uh, Money Mark? Uh, Manchi, is that still so, going? Yeah, that's still going. We kind of like since there's so many members, it's like we kind of just get together every now and then and you know everyone's so busy with their shit and right and virus and stuff so but uh yeah we were doing some stuff recently actually a couple of months ago uh we've been meaning to get back together and do another album we did like 20 demos so whoa we'll and, we'll, we'll narrow it down and what about the uh, status on the epsilon eight crux uh, we're just waiting for pause you know paul's in in taiwan with his uh he just had a well, he didn't just have a kid, but he's raising his, his son out there. Okay. So he's eventually going to come back, and we'll get that going again. And then you guys will be his rhythm section. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got a full plate of stuff, even though, yeah, situation has got things dangling and limbo kind of. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, everything's, everything's been kind of postponed for... Is there is there a specific years. Dylan Fujioka prod you're doing? I, you know, when I do solo stuff or when I compose, it's always from in my, you know, my own name. And then actually on Bandcamp, I kind of have some solo drum stuff too. And you so, said you were investigating some kind of a uh, movie thing? Yeah. I mean, I've been, that's kind of been my, my thing recently. Uh, I scored this show called Cho Show. It's, it's David Cho's show on, um, on Hulu. Okay. And it was kind of like my first big thing to score you know and i had a bunch of scenes and i was like kind of pro level so it was awesome yeah that's sign. great man I, i'm really yeah, yeah. uh happy for you congrats on that <clears throat> thank you man yeah it was I the mean, best the, the whole dealio you got to thank your pop for getting you that drum kit so don't oh call him God. a failed bass player just say he had to retire it. <laughs> <laughs> just had to retire it, it wasn't failure because yeah, in yeah, a way yeah, his yeah. music is living through you dylan it's beautiful no, for sure. Yeah, for sure. He's 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 very proud. He 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 would he used to come to all the shows and stuff too. So oh, great, beautiful. Uh, but yeah. anyway, you get new stuff and stuff. Come back on the show, please. Oh, for sure. And play it and stuff like that. Okay, thank you so much, people. It's been January 13, twenty twenty two edition. What Pedro's who came your powder dry.